Someone just called for mom. Let's see if I'm quiet enough. If they'll find us. Can I get waddle? Of course you can. But I need help. Sorry for that. I don't know what that was. I'll go get it in a minute. I think you might hear my dog barking. It just changes everything. Oh, and we didn't put it on silent. Sorry about it's okay. That, folks. <laughs> you could do it as bloopers. For real? I need you to close the door. <laughs> and that's that's our life. Oh, I'm tired. I am Lauren Kelly. I'm Gillian Nicole. And this is For, for Grits and Giggles. <laughs> I'm so excited about our guest today. Um, we're sitting here in my office with my grandmother, Beverly Gerard, sipping out of her mother's teacups that we've talked about from the beginning, my great-grandmother. It's her mother, Mabel, who gave us the teacups. And um, she's here today to share her story. Say hello. Hello. Nice to be here with you two charmers. <laughs> Thank you. It's so good to see you. I'm very excited that yes. you're here. Me too. Violet was very excited. Yeah, so she's mm-hmm. called Gigi in our house uh, mm-hmm. for great grandma. Yeah. And so I've always known her as grandma, but um, today we're going to call you Beverly if that's okay. That's just fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that going to be weird? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> I figured it might be you know having your granddaughter call you Beverly the whole time but mm. I could get used to it yeah, yeah. <laughs> how does it she's probably been called worse yeah <laughs> by him by by <laughs> him her husband's in here but he's not allowed to open his mouth that's right this is gonna be really hard it's gonna be oh, it's hard. Open. he's opening it <laughs> that's how it always is he's gonna start signing <laughs> how does it feel uh. to be um to be in here with your mom's uh teacups and and saucers very sentimental yeah um she got these during the depression by going to movie theaters mm-hmm. and a cup at a time saucer yeah. at a time yeah i know i shared that on our very first episode mm-hmm. i don't know if any of you remember or if you remember because I, I know remember. you listen to yeah. every single yes, one I, <laughs> I had to teach her how to to get them on her phone right. but she does listen to every That's single one great and she watches our live videos so I think that's really cool. I'm obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an obsessed grandmother, as Probably you know. Probably the biggest that's fan, awesome. I would say. Biggest fan. I love fan. that. Yeah? Was that accurate? I'm supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. I'm supposed to be. That's well, my job. Thank you. Well, you want to let her know how we start off? I mean, as our biggest fan, yeah. you know how we started off, but Yeah, Gillian. we start off with what we're reading or what we've been enjoying lately. Yeah, watching, listening to, mm-hmm. you know, things in your life that have been giving you... <laughs> All of the children are here, by yeah. the way, if you hear... Yes. Those noises. It's because eight <laughs> children are in my house um, outside around. these doors, and only one adult is watching them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Luis, good luck. Who introduced himself as my fifth child. Yes, so. he did. He did. You're right. <laughs> yeah, so just anything that is in your life that's kind of been giving you enjoyment or um, has been teaching you something. Do you have anything on the top of your head, Gillian, so she can think or... I have been reading a book. I decided to start a novel this time, and it's called, I think I told you. Mm-hmm. Um, why can't I ever I remember know. the name of things once we press Was it start. the one you brought back, or that you brought with you in the yes. hotel yesterday? Yeah. Um, I don't know what it's called. I know what it looks something like. Something Little Fires. A Million Little Fires, Lots of Little Fires, Little Fires Everywhere. There it is. There we go. Can't, <laughs> can't even remember the author, but it's cute so far. Yeah. I've had a hard time reading because all the kids are home for summer. Yes. So I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. Yep. Same here. Yeah. I know and it's I've, been hard. We've been actually listening to Conan O'Brien's podcast as a family. Most yeah. of them are pretty 
they're appropriate enough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was good with um, Howard Stern. Did you hear that? I did. That was phenomenal. Yes. I she love is him. a big Howard Stern fan from the I, beginning. I yeah. have been for so many years. Yeah. Yeah. And did you read his book yet? Not yet. Okay. okay. She doesn't read, I read the first much. two. Yeah. Okay. I used to be a reader, a yeah. real hardcore reader. Yeah. Now all I read is The Inquirer. <laughs> Only because of him. Because my husband oh, subscribes funny. to The Inquirer. Yeah. So. <laughs> he swears by it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. If there's a, any fact going on in the world, right. he knows all the, all the details. I know. From I was the Inquirer. Because I came out saying, you know, who? what is Mr. T's first name? And he gave us the whole rundown <laughs> of Mr. Every- T. <laughs> Very impressed. <laughs> Yeah, I remember oh, growing up, you? Grandma, and you had a little handheld radio yeah. that you would keep in your bed, and you would yep. listen to Howard Stern as you fell asleep. Oh, that's no, like one of my waking f- up in the morning. Or waking up in the morning. He's on okay. a, you know, it was on yeah. the six in the morning. One yeah. of the two. I yeah, just remember yeah. laying in your room on the floor or on a on the chair or wherever I slept, and um, hearing that. That's awesome. when the sun wasn't out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh. so I don't know. I I've been um, reading this book. It's called. Between Heaven and the Real World from Stephen Curtis, Stephen oh. Curtis Chapman. Um, he, you know, lost his young daughter in a freak accident. Oh, his wow. oldest son or one of his older sons was pulling in their long driveway coming home and she ran out in front of the oh, car. No. And so they kind of had to deal with not only losing their child, but also trying to walk their son through that. Right. And it's been really helpful um, yeah. and how they've been able to kind of hold on to faith because that's what I'm really struggling with mm-hmm. right now. And um, some of the things I'm, I still am like going, oh, I don't know if that's true, mm-hmm. you know, but mostly reading it has been has been really helpful to me. And yeah. Just knowing, again, that I'm not alone. Yeah. It's like the common thread in our podcast is knowing that we're not alone. And it's one of those books that's doing that for me right now. So oh, good. Yeah. Um, I've been watching a lot of Netflix when I can't sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, they have House Hunters on Hulu also, and I've been kind of watching that. Their latest, se- their last season is on Hulu, so I've been watching that a lot. Fun. And other than that, though, I've just kind of been busy with the kids, too. The yeah. summer's been long. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. anyway. I have no kids, so I'm uh, not, not worried anymore. about that. Right. Not anymore. Right. <laughs> what but, about you? Uh, yeah. I've been watching a new series that's been on television called The Loudest Mouth, oh. which is about Roger Ailes and the whole scandal of the Me Too movement. Oh, okay. It's been fascinating. Ooh, I'd love to yeah. watch yes. that. And there's not a woman right. that you're going to talk to in your lifetime that's not going to tell you that somewhere along the line, mm-hmm. a man has made her uncomfortable. Yes. Right. Yeah, and that's right. really what it's all about. It's not about um, all the power that these big guys that mm-hmm. got taken it down. Right. It's more about the fact that there is a time in your life yes. for everybody that can tell you that they were uncomfortable at one time or another. Mm-hmm. Yes. And right. hard to express that discomfort yes. to yes. somebody who is older or more powerful or stronger or has a better position than you, right. whatever, yeah. Did you feel that? I mean, kind of going on to that, my grandmother was um, in the working world at a fairly young age and at a time where not a lot of women mm-hmm. were working. So how was that for you, jumping on to that, that topic? Well, the funny thing was when I went to work at CBS, um, I didn't have, I didn't have a, my 
start that back over again. Mm-hmm. When we had some hard times in our life, we sold our jewelry mm-hmm. and our camera, everything we, our camera, mm-hmm. a second car, everything in order mm-hmm. to make ends meet. Yeah. So I didn't have a wedding ring anymore. Mm-hmm. And when I started working, so many of the guys were trying to kind of hit on me. So mm-hmm. I thought, well, I better do something about it. So I took his wedding ring and I said, mm-hmm. I want to wear your wedding ring to work. <laughs> so, wow. And um, I think I was forceful enough at that age yeah. that I was able to fend off yeah. anybody that was trying to be inappropriate. Right. Yeah, well, that's right. good. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've been mm-hmm. interested to watch. I, I was, before when I was talking about people manipulating this situation, I think... I think it's so powerful that so many women have been able to come forward and now have a voice. But I think I've been seeing the pendulum swing really far. And there have been a lot of people that have taken advantage of the movement and manipulated it in such a way that they are trying to bring down men that they don't like. And I totally agree right. with you. Totally right. agree with you. Right. So I, I'd be interested to see kind of what the take is on that. Um, but I think we're all just kind of flawed human beings and it's always going to happen where, you know, someone's going to mess it all up. And I think we just have to take everything with a grain of salt and never put in everything 100% and say, oh, we trust you just because you say so, right? right? right. That we can always say, okay, we're all human. So I want to hear and believe what you're saying, but I also need evidence to support it, right? So. Well, one of the things I've always admired about you, Lauren, was that from a very early age... You were the kind of a child and young woman that didn't have a problem standing up for yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was something that you nurtured and you worked on or if it just came natural to you. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, I think because it just like really doesn't sit well with me when people treat each other poorly, mm-hmm. including people like treating me poorly. But I would more stand up for other people than I did for myself more, like, frequently at least. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just think it it goes against everything inside of me, so I can't just stay quiet about it. Mm -hmm. And I also have a really hard time thinking that there are people out there that maybe don't like me or misunderstand my intentions for Mm -hmm. something bad or sinister. And so I feel like I always have to kind of be like, no, no, no. You know, you can't call me that because that's not true. And mm-hmm. I think part of it can get in the way, especially in marriage, where I have a hard time admitting when I'm wrong <laughs> because I'm like, that's not where it came from. I promise yeah. you, you know, but I think it's kind of all wrapped up yeah. in that. And I and I think because it's at the core of my being, I had to learn how to balance those things. And one was, OK, when do I stand up for myself? But when do I humble myself and apologize? And when do I say oh you know what maybe that wasn't the right thing to do or maybe I didn't think it was wrong but it did hurt somebody and it's okay that they were hurt by it and I can still apologize right, right. you know so doesn't that sound kind of mature to you <laughs> well <laughs> I seriously yeah. I mean, yeah. that's kind of what maturity is all about right yeah. being able to take years. a look at yourself and say you know these parts I am happy about and these parts maybe I could do a little work with yeah right. yeah and work. Yeah, And exactly. I don't feel, you said it's taken 32 years. I don't feel like <laughs> it has for you because Aww. that's one of the things that I've always said openly that I admire how you approach situations. And this, this I girl. feel like you do walk that line with grace. Oh, thank and you. 
It's I don't know where it comes from. Maybe it comes from her. I, I don't know. I was going to say, I think you came from a line of women who have that yeah. attribute. We really got kind of lucky in our family because there has been a, a really strong line of yes. females. Yeah. All yeah. very different. Yes. Right. There aren't two that are the same. Yeah. But there's just been this consistency mm-hmm. of um, women of virtue. And I think yeah. that has a lot to do with it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that really makes me feel really good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get very emotional. Oh, good. I have tissues here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. We provided the tissues because we knew. <laughs> I know. I'm the only person who's taken one so far. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting over some cold, so I may cough and sniff during this. Yes. Um, They're sharing a microphone, so next thing you know, I know right? you're going to have it, and then sick. I'll give it back to you next time. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> what about your line of women? I come from a very strong line of women, and I, I think that they weren't as able in their lives to um, to show as much grace as maybe they would have if they had different circumstances and so i do remember you know my my grandmother my aunts my mom they um they're very graceful until they get to a certain point and then it's more of a yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna go back to that hairdresser anymore (laughs) (laughs) i I like that example mm -hmm. yep yep like say goodbye we're not coming back here right right (laughs) So um, I think that they, uh, we always joke that maybe it's the Apache in me that I have my little spunk from because my (laughs) grandfather was Native American. So they do. They're very strong. They take no guff from anyone. Um, But see, those are things that I admire in you too. I think think that's why we make such a good balance because... Like, you can kind of help me have that voice when maybe I'm a little bit too nervous to hurt somebody's feelings. Right. When I probably need to kind of speak up more. Mm-hmm. And then I think I lear- I'm able to, like, say, oh, maybe you don't need to send that text. Maybe you don't. Maybe, maybe don't do that. Maybe think about that for a few <laughs> days first and still don't send that text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it works really well for our, for our friendship. I do, too. And so. I love that our girls are just, they're... They're forming such wonderful bonds, and they've been so sweet in their interactions. And in the in the bathtub the other day, oh yeah, it was so cute. Yeah, we had. Oh yeah, so we did this video, um, which I don't know if it will be released before or after this episode is released, but we did this video that took place in a jacuzzi bathtub um, with bathing suits. (laughs) With bathing suits, um, with bathing and bathing lots suits. of bubbles. Yeah, my and bubbly water. My um, bathroom in the new house that we bought. It's all from the '70s until you walk into our little wing of the house, and it's been completely remodeled uh, up to ADA standards. So we couldn't figure out why there was a huge shower. I mean. We can fit probably six people in our shower. Yes. And then there was this corner jacuzzi tub, and we just couldn't figure out why would you put a three-person jacuzzi tub? There's actually three seats molded into it in this bathroom, but now we know it was an ADA um, stand up to standard for ADA people. So it's in at an angle, and you can wheel right up to it. So I just plan to die there. Yes. So we were in there first, and then uh, Violet and Zoe got in after, and they were, like, pretending to be us. Yes. Oh, and it yeah. was so neat to see 
you know, them, it was like looking back in time, you know, because Violet is very much like you. Zoe is very much like me. And I feel like Hazel and Violet were the same when they were together, Mm -hmm. which is really crazy. I, we've talked about this before. I don't know if you've ever shared it on the episodes that we almost named Hazel Violet. Right. That was our second name choice for her. And um, and I wanted to name a baby Hazel. Yes. And Luis wouldn't let me, so I <laughs> named a chicken Hazel. Yes. And this is before I, we before knew each we other. Knew each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I feel like they all kind of have that same spirit that like really mm-hmm. connects well. So. Yeah. Anyway, back to you, Beverly. <laughs> That's quite all right. <laughs> um, I we want to sound weird. Yes. <laughs> back to you, Beverly. <laughs> Um, do you want to ask her kind of just, we, we want you to tell your story. Yeah. You know, kind of. We do. We want to get to know you and we want our listeners to get to know you. Yeah. So kind of maybe share where you grew up and then how you met this handsome dude over here. Yeah. Well, yes, want, we're from you California. Want that story. Yes. Oh, yeah. We want, we want to see it from your perspective and also just kind of your journey into mm-hmm. motherhood and kind of how you navigated staying the woman you are. And finding hope and joy in the midst of all the things. All the things. All the things. And we want to know where your strength comes from. Yes. I've always admired you from the moment I met you. And I feel like um, Violet took that in too. She just, she's, she talks about you more than you know. Yes. Um, How sweet. Yeah. So we just want to know what gets you through the hard times as well. Yeah. Hard times. Yeah. But we can get there at the end. We can, yeah, we can start can in Indiana that. if you want. Well, you're, you're <laughs> going to start with hard times because I was born during the Depression. Right. Yeah. Okay. In 1934, right in the smack yes. middle of the Depression. So, of course, we're coming from a, a place of poverty, practically. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandmother and grandfather took my mother and my father and myself mm-hmm. into their home to live with them mm-hmm. because... That's how families had to gather together in order yeah. to make it. Mm-hmm. My father was a structural iron worker. My mother was an at-home mom. She was young, just like Lauren and I, yeah. as young mothers. Yeah. She was 20 when I was born. Okay. My father was a structural iron worker, and during the winter, he was working on a building, and it was icy, oh, no. and he was way up several stories high, and he fell, oh. and just about ruined the entire left side of his body. He wow. was in a cast for several months. Yeah. When he got out of the cast, he says, that's it for working in the snow. Mm-hmm. Hooked up a trailer to our car, and off we went to California. Wow. I know, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yes. And did you have siblings at that point as well, or was it just My you sister, and... June, had just been born. Okay. I but was they... five, Yeah. So uh-huh. and June was a brand new baby. Okay, wow. And off we went to California. Uh-huh. Came out here, and lived in a house that his mother owned. Okay. So we were from one mother to another mother. Yeah. (laughs) We were there for a few years and two brothers born while we were in that house. And then we moved to a place called El Monte. Okay. It's out in the San Gabriel Valley. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was um, an acre. So you know that's kind of like a ranch. If you've got an acre, acre you know you're going to have chickens and you're going to have fruit trees. You're going to have strawberries and boysenberries and a huge garden, lots of corn, all of it. How long did you live there? I forget. We lived there there until I married. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. 
And I married at a very young age. Okay. Okay, wait. Back up. <laughs> okay, here we go. Because She's the story of right yes. past the meeting, <laughs> I feel. But the story of how they met and how they, they fell in love or at least got married <laughs> um, is really sweet. It's really sweet. I was... Uh, <laughs> well, well, I'd go back to the Me Too movement because uh-huh. I was working at a dress store called Hartfields. Uh, old people wore, and remember Hartfields, it was a chain store. Okay. And um, one day the manager asked me to go down to the basement to bring up some nylons or something mm-hmm. upstairs. Mm-hmm. So I did, went downstairs. Next thing you know, he's on his way downstairs. Oh, no. I'm looking at him, I'm going, oh. So he starts to come towards me, and I said, um, I've got to get back upstairs with these. He says, oh, and you were 15 at the I time, I was 15. Right? I says, yeah, he says, well, just one minute, you know, you don't have to hurry back. I says, you know, really, I said, my father's going to be here to pick me up pretty soon, and he's a structural iron worker, and he's really strong, and you don't want to meet him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. I went upstairs, left, went across the street to the Vickley's Coffee Shop, which was across the street from our store. Uh-huh. And I had gone there for my break many times. Yeah. And there was this really cute guy that worked there. And I would go in and kind of drool over him all the time. <laughs> and it was not him. Just so you know. It was not my grandfather. <laughs> and so I said... I have this picture. I know. It was not him. <laughs> okay. So I said to him, I, I said, tell. you know, I said, um, <sighs> I just left my job. I'm looking for a job. He says, we need a waitress here. Oh, he says, what What coincidence? He says, I'll set it up for you. Oh, great. So like right away next week, I started working as a waitress. Wow. So I had a brown ponytail and a brown and white stripe uniform with a little one of those little hats yes. like a nurse. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, I love that. And I'm working there one day and this gentleman walks, walks in, young man walks in. And um, he asked for Bob. Bob was the name of the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Bob here? And I said, no. I said, he's on his break today. Yeah. And he says, oh, he says, I just got out of boot camp and I wanted to come see he's my best friend. Oh. I says, oh, gee, I says, I'll tell him you were here. Yeah. So this gentleman ordered a 10 cent Coca-Cola and left me a 50 cent tip. Oh. Now, now that was my grandfather. <laughs> you've got to think about it. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's, you know, ordering a $5 or a $1 Coke, leaving a $5 right. tip. Oh, even, yeah. 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 Huge, huge. Yeah. So uh, then I come to find out that this guy that I'm drooling over is engaged oh. to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so he introduced me to, there were four guys that were friends together. Okay. Introduced me to another friend named, also named Bob. So I started dating him. The other Bob. The other Bob. Not the not the fifty cent tipper. Right. No. Right. Then the fifty cent tipper comes back in the picture and he wants to go double date with Oh. With Bob. Uh-huh. The second Bob that I was dating. Yes. So he brought his girl in the front seat of his car and I was with Bob in the back seat of his car. Uh-huh. That went on for some time. Oh, and then funny. he was shipped overseas oh. to Korea. Oh Ralph. He's whispering. You forgot about Ralph. (laughs) You forgot. Ralph was in the picture, but not as big. I try to forget about Ralph because (laughs) Ralph was a problem. (laughs) So you see, I actually went through all four boys before I wound up with this. Got it. (laughs) It's true. 
<laughs> but he was shipped overseas uh, to Korea. He was shipped mm-hmm. to Korea, right? And he and several of my friends that I knew from school were shipped to Korea. Mm. So every week I would write a letter to maybe four or five different friends of mine. Yeah, at this yeah. point you were eighteen. No, you were younger. Sixteen, 16 or seventeen. Sixteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would write these letters to them. Yeah. Just because I felt like it was, you know, kind of like my duty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to write to them. Well, for some reason, he took these letters very personally. <laughs> yeah. Well, they said love Beverly. Nobody oh, else did. Dear. Nobody else yeah. took them personally except him. <laughs> so, so funny. So when I'm seven, like 17, he comes back from Korea and he shows up at my, where I work. <laughs> I had gone back to a dress shop by then, okay. but a different dress shop. Mm-hmm. And he shows up at my work and he says, okay, uh, I'm back from Korea and I want to take you out. I says, but I'm dating somebody else right now. <laughs> he said, you promised me. Oh, no. I didn't promise him anything. I didn't promise. <laughs> but he said, I fought for I fought for my country. I fought for your safety. The least you can do is go on a date. Go on one yeah. date with me. Yeah, no pressure. No pressure at all. <laughs> He's over here motioning that it was a short little guy. He was a short little guy, but he was a great kisser. (laughs) (laughs) This this guy was a terrific kisser. The person you were dating? Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) So anyway, I went on on that obligation date with him. Mm -hmm. And what a gentleman. Oh, my gosh. And he likes to dance, and I like to dance. And boy, we just fit dancing. Yeah. And then, then he kissed you. And then he kissed me, and I pushed me into a rose bush. He fe- she oh, fell. No. She fell into uh, a rose bush. I'm telling you, because it was so good. What a kisser! Oh my goodness! Man, he knew how to kiss. Perfect. He knew yeah. how to kiss. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I was still kind of seeing this other guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was a little awkward. <laughs> but her sister and mother. But my mother and my sister plotted against me. My sister was in love with him. Oh, and no. my mother thought he was a fabulous person. Right. Well, so she's right. She's, they they yeah. both were right. They both were right. Yeah. So every time he would call, I would say, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> no, not, not I'm not here. I'm not yeah. here. No. Oh, yeah, she's right here. Just a second. I'll get her for <laughs> He was persistent. Uh, they plotted against yeah. me. Yeah. So I guess it was about, you got home in January. We got engaged in April. Wow. And got married in June. Yeah, he had a 30-day leave. Yes, he had a 30-day oh, leave. Okay. So at the end of his 30-day leave, wow. he asked her to marry He asked me to marry Yeah. And what is your anniversary date? June 13th. Oh, yeah. Luis and I are June 22nd. Yeah, oh, we're the 26th. Mm-hmm. June's oh, a good month. Yay. The reason we're yeah. the 13th is because it was going to be a quick wedding. Because right. And there was no places to do it. Got it. And the it one place Friday, that I went it? to... They said that nobody wanted the 13th because it was a right. unlucky day. Mm-hmm. So it was open. So we grabbed it. Perfect. And then 13 has kind of been a, a lucky number for them. Oh, his birthday's on the 13th. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he has a grandson also born on the yeah, 13th. My brother. Her brother. Oh. Same day. April, April 13th, 13th wow. on his birthday. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. I know. I love that. So yeah, that was June We've of 1954. Three. 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 Okay. Because Steve was born 54. Okay. And then Steve was born in 54, Linda born in 55, and Laura born in 57. Wow. So I was a stay-at-home mother with three babies all in diapers and all mm-hmm. on bottles. Mm-hmm. And not the same kind of support we have no. now. And he was working three jobs. Wow. I don't know how he did it, but wow. he would work He worked three jobs every day. 
He'd be gone from early in the morning until 2 a.m. Okay. He was a bartender at night, uh-huh. worked at McDonald's from 6 to midnight, midnight wow. to 2. Yeah. yeah. But he worked in the studios. Mm-hmm. So it was a, kind of a tough time. Yeah. And you because didn't have much family at that time nearby. His mother, his mother and father lived very close to us, uh-huh. but she was raising a three-year-old. Wow. So it was kind of like, actually, Lauren and I have... Very similar stories. Very yes. similar stories. Yeah. yeah, both married at 18, had yeah. kids right away. My mother-in-law was also raising a three-year-old the same time mm-hmm. I was raising mm-hmm. uh, my kids and then also adopted another child. So we have a lot of similarities. So yeah. we Quick engagement, too. So they yeah. didn't have... the. My children didn't have the grandparental relationship mm-hmm. with his mother and father. Mm-hmm. My parents would drive from El Monte to Bellflower, which is okay. where we lived, yeah. Uh, they'd come there maybe on the weekend, but they had one car in the family. He had to go to work. Right. You know, times were still different in how, the 50s. Yeah. How yeah. was that? Because now we live in a society where motherhood and raising babies and emotional changes and all of that, it's it's out there. People are talking about it. People are sharing those experiences. But in the 50s, that wasn't the case. How how was that for you? Did you feel isolated at all? I felt or did you very feel, isolated. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, I had a couple of good neighbors in my neighborhood yeah. that would come over and help me out once in a while. Yeah, yeah. It was overwhelming. I mean, yeah. the, the laundry was piled up everywhere. Dishes were piled <laughs> in the sink. I mean, there was always something to be done, and I never quite got it all done. Yeah. It just, yeah. you never could ever get it all done. Yeah. It just seemed like when you think you're through with it, it was all piled up all over again. Yeah. Right. And Same I was problems. alone. He was never home. Yeah. So I felt... I felt lonely. Yeah. I felt very, very lonely. Yeah. How did you, what, where, where do you think you drew your strength from then in that time? Because I feel like I draw my strength from other mothers and, and the people I'm able to share those things with my, my mother, you, my friends, my therapists and say, oh, this stuff is hard and then they can support me. But if you didn't have that, how did you, how did you pull yourself through that? I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I just think strength of character, maybe. I don't, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I'm not real sure about that. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I, I don't know how I did it. Yeah. And then, you know, our life changed dramatically mm-hmm. because um, in 1960, he went to Miami to work on a uh, movie. Wow. The star was Jerry Lewis of this movie. Mm-hmm. Jerry took a liking to him. And when he came back, he hired him. Wow. And for the next seven years, he worked for Jerry Lewis. Yeah, his right-hand man. He was right. I mean, he was just attached. Wow. Hours were just as long as the three mm-hmm. jobs because he would be working 18 hours a day at one job. Right. But, but the pay it was provided, It provided uh-huh. the wherewithal financially. Right. We left Bellflower because um, it was just too long of a drive for my husband to have to get back and forth right and so we moved to the valley okay and that's where my life really began to blossom because I moved into a neighborhood Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where there were all couples the same age as us having children the same age as ours yeah so we had that a commune yeah Mm -hmm. was a commune of a neighborhood yeah (laughs) and we all kind of pitched in for each other all the time yeah and um, he went with, with Jerry to Las Vegas one time Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and he, they were there for, I don't know, maybe three or four weeks of, for 
at the Sands. Mm -hmm. I go to the mailbox one day, and there's an envelope with a $100 bill in it. Oh, my goodness. With a note. I, I wasn't was there a not, note? I wasn't even a note. No, no just, just the, the money. Just the envelope money. and the money. And so he called, he called every night. He talked to his children every night. That's I don't amazing. care where he was or what he was doing. Every night before they went to bed, mm-hmm. he spoke to his children. Yeah. Yeah. And to you. He, he oh, yeah. Well, we always had good conversations, yeah. yes. Yeah. And so when he called that night, I says, are you crazy? He says, you know, I says, don't send money in the mail like that. <laughs> Somebody will steal it. Yeah. It'll get lost. It'll go yeah. to the wrong address. Well, what yeah. do you say? And he says, well, there's more coming. Oh, my goodness. And he says, because I've been lucky at Blackjack. And he said, I am a, I got afraid if I didn't go put it in an envelope and put it down a mail uh-huh. slot. He would spend it. I, was, yeah. I would lose it. Yeah. So by the time that he got back from Las Vegas, I had $5,000. Wow. And I said, what will I do with the money? He says, whatever you want to. So when he got home, we had a pool in the backyard. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and that pool taught every child in our neighborhood how to swim. Wow. We were the only people that had a pool. Oh. Yeah, she had a flag out front. Uh-huh. And if it was up, anybody come could swim. come over. Oh, if it was down, that. you can't come. Yeah. I said, yeah. don't come knock at my door to mm-hmm. ask if you can come to the pool. Yeah. If you see the flag, that means you're welcome with a parent. Yes. Don't yeah. come by yourself. You come yeah. with a parent. Yeah. And you're welcome to come. Wow. So one fourth of July I put the flag out. <laughs> and they thought it was a, they thought it was a new kind of a flag. Oh how so, funny. And I had about forty people coming for a party. <laughs> for Fourth of July. Fourth of July. <laughs> and I and had forty people the plus the whole neighborhood. Right. Yeah. yeah. So oh. we changed back to Jolly Roger. Yeah. But that's yeah. the neighborhood that you guys created the dance club with and oh. your progressive dinners and mystery night and everything everything built. everything yeah yeah started from I, there i wish neighborhoods were like that and you know yeah. that my daughters are still close close friends yeah with the people that that's great they were that, raised with uh-huh. yeah. the rothschild yeah. family yeah but as wonderful and exciting as that time was i know that's also the time where a lot of struggle happened in your life. I know 69, 1969 was a bad year. Mm. Was a bad year. Yep. I I would like to maybe kind of share a little bit more sure. about the two of you, I think, remain strong in the midst of him working three jobs and then working long hours. I think you two stayed fairly united. I'm sure it was very hard on, on the two of you, but it seems to me from our yeah. conversations yes. that you both valued the marriage and the relationship and each other so much that you guys prioritized that. I don't want to say we didn't have rough patches. No, because we I had know rough that. Patches, you yes. know that. Yeah. But I would say on a whole that we do pull together and we did pull together. Yeah. That was a bad year. His father died mm. in mm, maybe March or April or May, somewhere around there. Oh, okay. And our, our best friend, Mm-hmm. Our doctor, who, ha- who became our best friend, yeah. uh, committed suicide, Aww. and Richard was the one that wound up finding him because he, Aww. we were the only ones he was really close with. Right. So it was just a really difficult year. Yeah. And he had just, I had just gone back to work because he left Jerry. Mm-hmm. He decided that uh, it was time for him to get back mm-hmm. to family again. Yeah. Well, he also had that heart thing that happened that happened early on though that was oh, the bellflower mm-hmm. oh yeah. okay mm-hmm. okay and it was just getting to be a lot the children were growing and he wasn't spending any time at home yeah so 
he decided to leave Jerry and he went back into the studio business again. Okay. And so money was not what it was. And we had to decide whether to change our lifestyle mm-hmm. or for me to go back to work. Mm-hmm. So my children were... Mm, Elementary? No, let's see. I think Laura was in sixth grade, maybe. Yeah, middle school. Okay. Yeah. Middle maybe school, sixth school. grade, yeah. And uh, so I went to work at CBS. Okay. And I worked at CBS for many years. How did that feel years. for you? I kind of exhilarating. I kind of liked it. Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. I thought. Because you are yeah. that kind of woman that, like, you're you're very strong. Yeah. And and I think feeling that kind of purpose is important for your personality. So I'm curious just how that felt for you. Well, I, you know, I went to work there uh, with a, a kind of a little part time job. They needed somebody. It was it was tax season, mm. and they were getting out the W twos to mm-hmm. send out for five thousand people, wow. and they needed extra help. So it was a perfect time for them to slip me in there. Yeah. Well, they liked me, so they kept me. And um, by the time I left there, twelve years later, I was wow. the manager of the department. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's the type of woman she is. Yes. Wow. And then I was home for a couple of years and got bored. Yeah. And I walked to my, I was going to my doctor's office. She's a dermatologist. And I walked in, she had a little note up on the board. It said, I'm looking for, um, I'm looking for a part-time person, no experience necessary. And I thought, isn't that just what I want? I want something where I'm a number and, <laughs> and nobody, nobody knows what I know. You yeah. know, they're not. Yeah, they don't have to rely on I didn't tell them so I knew much. how to type. I didn't know, tell them I knew how to use a computer. Uh-huh. I told them nothing. I hope she doesn't hear this. <laughs> I'm not going to tell her to listen to this. Yeah, sorry, Dr. Jankowski. <laughs> and I thought, perfect. Yeah. So I took a job, and I've been there almost 28 years now with her. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I know, isn't that crazy? Amazing. But the best yes. part of all of this, really, if, if for me, mm-hmm. I think the happiest years I've ever had in my life were the years that happened when my grandchildren were born. Aww. And now I'm going to cry. Um, I stopped smoking the day that Justin was born. That's, That's my, bar- my Lauren's brother. brother. He's one year older than she is. Uh-huh. And so by the time she came around, I was no longer smoking. Yeah. And then Taylor came around. Oh, wait, Casey was next. Yeah. My, my daughter, Laura, had okay. Casey. And then Taylor was next. And then Blake was next. Okay. And those were just magical years yeah when they were young yeah we spent every tuesday at their house yeah. after i got taco tuesdays taco tuesdays <laughs> go to their house spend yeah. tuesday make tacos all their friends would come over yeah it was good yeah it's great and then to watch lauren give me this <laughs> gift of these five gorgeous grandchildren great grandchildren yeah you never thought that would even happen well in your I mean, lifetime most people don't live as long as we have lived yeah, yeah. Share with our listeners how old you are. Uh, I'll be 85 <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Yep. Rich is 88. It yeah. just amazes me every time I hear that. I know, because I don't appear no. to be affected by age. Right. They, you have The two of you have remained the same in my memory my whole life. Like You don't <laughs> seem any different than you were when I was five years old than you are now. Odd I mean, <laughs> it's odd just to say that. Your son just told me the same thing. Really? He's 12. Wow. wow. He's 12. Yeah, you guys. And he was bringing out the book of his baby book oh, when he was born. He wanted, wow. to be, he wanted to do some memories, he said. Yes. And he says, Gigi, 
do you know you haven't changed from the very first day I remember you? Oh, how mm-hmm. cute. And I thought, wow, that's nice. Your spirits, yeah. both of you, you guys have this way about you that even though your bodies are aging, you still allow your your soul to be the one in charge. And I think that that's remarkable. And I don't know how you do it yeah. because there are days, like even, even today, I being sick I was like I don't know if I want to do anything and Mm -hmm. I just want to sit in bed and like my instinct is to allow that stuff to overwhelm me but somehow that's the gift of having a job to go to yeah Mm -hmm. there's there are days when I think oh you know but then you get up paint the face on yeah and off you go and by the time you're there for an hour next thing you know you've kind of forgotten that you weren't feeling that well yeah yeah i feel like i've said this before that red lipstick is my coping mechanism (laughs) and i think that we have that in common (laughs) (laughs) so okay going back to 1969 and some of the hardships that you guys faced um again i i want to touch on that a little bit more and just kind of what you guys drew your strength from particularly in that year because i know with his father uh, dying and and then your your best friend and then in the subsequent years after that there were some other other things that you guys faced and I I just kind of like to know where like how did you find hope to get through those days I found mine from him I don't know where he found his yeah <laughs> but uh, from her yeah, yeah I I find him to be um, a strong. He, like a kind pillar. of John Wayne, strong, mm-hmm. silent type, you right. know, where he doesn't have a whole lot to say, but what he has to say is powerful. Yes. yes. And um, I always have felt protected mm-hmm. by him. I always felt like no matter what would happen, I'm going to be okay because he, he's going to see to it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of very old-fashioned hmm. sounding, I think, isn't it? It's beautiful. It is yeah. beautiful. But, I feel the same way yeah. in my marriage. Yeah. That ultimately, even though he drives me crazy, just on the way over, I had ordered a whole order from Panera, and it was about to press go, and he goes, let's go to Jersey Mike's. And I go, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, that sounds familiar. I was going to say, <laughs> I was gonna say, I know that she draws strength from him, but I also know he pisses her off the most. <laughs> I mean, because there were periods of time where where you guys almost threw in the towel. It oh, wasn't, a couple it times. wasn't perfect. Yeah. No, the thing is that, you see, I almost threw in the towel. Yeah. That's the trouble. Yeah. He won't give up. <laughs> it's true. I tried a couple uh, times yeah. to just end it, yeah. and he wouldn't leave. Yeah. I threw all his clothes down the stairs. <laughs> he picked him up, brought him back up the stairs again. <laughs> yeah. What what instigated throwing the, the clothes down the stairs? Cause I can't remember that last time. Was it a sandwich? <laughs> might have been. I don't know. It might have been a sandwich. It might have been a sandwich. Well, yeah, I know what mine would have been yeah. today was a sandwich. It, 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 mm-hmm. That's simple. It was never, yeah. There was never anything that we ever ha- were at odds about uh-huh. that was of any importance. Hmm? Almond Roca. Almond Roca. Almond Roca. The Almond Roca uh, thing. Oh, yeah. I had a mirror in the back of my door, my closet, mm-hmm. and I slammed that door so hard that mirror cracked right off the door. Oh, my goodness. oh yeah. Steve still No, no, no. You no, I want to know about this. You don't understand. This happened to me. Oh, <laughs> really? 
I crowd. never knew this story. Did it feel when good? Aaron and I? No, I didn't slam the door. Oh no, Aaron slammed he, the door. Well, sort of. Okay, in our apartment when we were first married, there was nowhere to hide. Yeah. Right. So we had a walk-in closet, and that's where I would go. I, mean, I remember you. Yes, that's where I would go when we would fight, and I had no place to like go. Room. So I went in, and, and the door closed. And I must have slammed it enough that it loosened, but then he grabbed at the door and swung it open because oh, he was mad. No. And the, the mirror flew off and landed and hit me on the collarbone. <laughs> so I can't believe. That was the end of the I argument, never, though. It was. Yeah. End of the it argument. Was. Yeah. He yeah. was like, are you okay? And then we laughed. But I can't believe we had, I never knew I that you, that happened lives, to you, too. For some reason, yeah. our lives have been very parallel. Yes. Mm-hmm. In yes. a lot of ways. That's crazy to me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, and I know menopause too was a time for you where you like got on a bus. You got on a bus. Worst worst part about menopause was I had menopause starting in my. I'm sorry, Lauren. I know. I think it's going to happen. Starting in my 40s. Yeah. And I'm already um, getting hot flashes at 32. So that's yeah. It was the same way. And um, I know I was unreasonable. Mm -hmm. I know I was difficult. Yeah. I know I wasn't easy to live with. I know all of that. I had nobody to talk to. Yeah. My mother. She didn't uh, experience it in the way you mm. did. My sister had a hysterectomy. She experienced nothing. Oh, there yeah. wasn't one woman in my life that could share feelings about menopause or they didn't want to talk about it. One right. of the two. I'm mm-hmm. not sure which it was, but I had nobody. And then you went yeah. to your doctor. And there were no books at that time. Oh, okay. Went to our doctor and I describing all the things that are going on yeah and i said maybe some hormones or something yeah and he says well he says i you know what he said hormones he says i'm i'm not really sure about them he says because i don't want to see you have any breast Mm -hmm. cancer or something Mm -hmm. like that he said so he says you're you're strong tough it out tough it out oh no so i said oh i tough it out well about 15 years later his wife went through menopause and he said I had to apologize to you. Oh, my <laughs> if I'd have known how bad it was, I'd have given you something. <laughs> so, see, yeah. even my doctor didn't understand. Right. So, in right. those in those moments of desperation, where like during menopause, you got on a bus. Oh yeah. You were ready to go. I was. I went. What do you mean ready yeah. to go? Yeah. You went. <laughs> but what? Because for me, when I get in those moments of panic, of I can't handle anything anymore. Life's too overwhelming. What brought you back? First of all, I never panicked. For me, it was always anger. Mm. Mm. You don't express yourself the same way I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. mine's not anger at yeah, all. Mine is anger. I, I flare up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sorry, Grandpa. When, <laughs> but that's how I, that's how I go off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I go off in anger. And bring myself back. Usually, he'll make me laugh. Yeah. And yeah. that's the end of it. Yeah, he's so good at that. Yeah, he's really good at that. And he knows how to make me laugh. And he wouldn't leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he just never which was gave up. Also, which was also pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you probably think about, is there anybody else who would deal with my well, with, with my anger and my things? And you go, I never oh. thought that far ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never thought about going to another step. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted out of this step. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because this one was not so good. Yeah. 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 Uh. I'd say about every five to seven years... I'd, it would build up and I'd mm-hmm. yeah. blow up. Yeah. And then it'd be okay for another five years. Yeah. How long since I had my last one? It's been a long time. Oh, no. Are we due for one? <laughs> I know. It's like an earthquake. Like, yep. we're way overdue. Yep. <laughs> are we overdue? 
no, no, he's no, gonna he's say like, no. It happened no. yesterday, <laughs> just yesterday. <laughs> and oh my goodness! Well, yeah. I want to know though about the almond roca. Yeah, yeah. What oh, happened with okay. the almond roca? Well, here's how it goes. <laughs> oh, no. We had uh, we lived in a Jewish neighborhood, uh-huh. and we had a Christmas Eve party at our house every year. Okay. And all of our neighbors came. Yeah. And we always had a gift for every neighbor that came. Oh, okay. So this year. We went to Fedco. Uh-huh. Do you know what Fedco is? I do. That's before do. Costco. Uh, yeah. Okay, before before Price Club. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Price Club oh, was what yeah. I before. had growing up. Way before. <laughs> yeah. So we went to Fedco, uh-huh. and I saw these cans of almond roca, just a, not just a regular little size can of almond yeah. roca, at a good price. And I said, "That's perfect. Yeah. We'll buy fifty of those. And we'll uh-huh. have them to give out." Okay. Okay. So some of them had a tag you could peel off. And some were written on with a marker. Oh, okay. And I said, well, I don't want the ones with the marker because I'll have a hard time getting them off. Yeah. And he said, well, I can get those off. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's going, why, wait a why second. Why are we going to stand here and go through all of these just to get the ones that you can peel? I said, right. because I'm the one that's going to have to do it. Yeah. And he starts rambling on about it, rambling on about it. We had all the kids with us, by the way. Oh, no. <laughs> rambling on about it. So... Finally, we bought them, and half of them were the peel-off kind. Right. Half were written on with, with a marker. We're in the car driving home, and he won't give up on it. He says, oh, no. I, I know how I'm going to get the... I says, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> yep. He stopped at a signal, and he kept going. I says, I'm not going to say what I said, because it's not... <laughs> starts with an F. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. a CK? Yeah. And all those words. And a Y-O-U? Yeah. yeah. All of that. All of that. <laughs> I got out of the car, slammed the door. Yeah. Of course, all three of my kids are in the back seat of the car. <laughs> He's in the car. I have no. Coming. Oh no! I have no idea where he went. All yeah. I know is, I took a walk, mm-hmm. got a cab. Yeah. Finally went home. Yeah. When I got home, what do you suppose I found? Oh no! This ass. <laughs> Did no. you get him off? What happened? What happened? It really pissed you off. It really pissed me off. Had he what? got all the prices off, or was he eating them? Those are my two guesses. He got all the prices off. Oh, that's worse than eating them. <sighs> that made me so yeah. mad. <laughs> that, I can't tell you how mad I was. How bad. Aww. I yeah. hate being wrong. Yeah. It's and I think me. Lord understands what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't get as angry about it. <laughs> I think you do. I just think that you... Um, stuff it. Yes, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Whereas I don't. <laughs> yeah, I flare up. Yeah, where yeah. you are so much more mature than I oh, was. Oh well, thank you. I don't know if that's true. Well, I do. Ask I my do. husband that. Maybe that, that'll be the, <laughs> the true answer. <laughs> wow. So we've had a very interesting life together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've yeah. got to tell you, these past uh, fifteen years, yeah, been real good. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since he moved out of the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> that might be it. Oh, it is. They, don't, they sleep in different they rooms. They sleep in separate rooms. Yeah. My parents did that too. Oh, so yeah. happy. Yeah. After a certain amount of time, I think you realize, like, a good night's sleep Just is really important. It is important. Yes. Like, and, I love you, but. <laughs> and I want to watch my reality shows, yeah. and he wants to watch wrestling. Yeah. And he watches yeah. his wrestling. I watch reality. We're yeah. both happy. Yeah. 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 We greet each other every morning. He comes in every night and rubs my feet. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. 
I'm sorry we've been laughing and having a good time, but I keep wanting to bring this back because I want so many people to learn from you the way that I've learned from you. I mean, I know you guys have faced hardships and maybe maybe we bring it even to more present day, you know, watching your great grandchild go through what she did, watching your grandchild having to navigate life after losing a child. And I mean, you've lost people. You've lost your mother and your father and friends. But I know that there's nothing like what we've experienced in this last couple of years. Well, you expect to lose your father and your mother Mm -hmm. and maybe not so much friends, but you those are things you expect to have happen. Yeah, but both your father and your mother died very young. Yeah, she was 64. And, Mm -hmm. you know, his father died tragically. Like, I mean, the it still was a loss that I think was hard and unexpected, especially with your mom. Not the same as it was with Hazel. Yeah. yeah. So Not the same. What are you finding? I didn't watch anybody in my family suffer. Yeah, because it was mm-hmm. all... There is the difference. Quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody that left me left quick. Right. Either through suicide or through just a stroke or a heart attack or whatever was happening, they all left quickly. Right. The only time I've ever watched anybody truly suffer was Lauren and Hazel. Yeah. And that was difficult. Right. That was difficult. Yeah. What has been... And as difficult as it was, it was also inspiring at the same time. Yes. And I know that you don't... That it's hard for you to um, come to grips with that, Lauren. Mm-hmm. But it was an inspiring time. It was inspiring to see you step up the way you did mm-hmm. and to be the... Um, poster girl you were the poster mom for that hospital you know that i mean they all they all talked about you minute i what we would walk in the door yeah of the hospital we didn't ever have to say who we were going to see the people at the front desk all knew yeah they knew who we were going to see that day yeah we we knew we were going to be going to go to hazel's room yeah yeah and all the nurses i mean all they they would come in and talk to us constantly because sometimes when we would get there, Lauren would take the opportunity to walk, mm-hmm. to take a little walk and just to get away from the, the room for a yeah. minute or two and not yeah. worry that she's all by herself. Right. And the nurses would all come in one by one by one and say, there, we've never had a mother ever in this hospital like Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> ever. Yeah. And um, you know, you know, I mean, I don't even have to tell you this because you already know inside of you that I don't think any mother ever fought as hard as she did right and made herself knowledgeable she knew everything there was to know Mm -hmm. she knew the name of everything that was being done she knew the name of every medicine that she was taking I mean constant fighting for other families all at the same time at the same time yeah at the same time yeah thank you so it was a it was a tragically inspiring time I guess that's the best words I can give to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, um, have, what have you found to be... Because, you know, I'm still trying to find the things to help me through all of it. Like, what have you been able to draw your strength from or, like, as coping mechanisms for you, especially in light of what we've gone through and what is coming, maybe, you know? I just feel like... What what gets you through the day? Because you've seen you have seen so much. Like it's not just these last five years or these last six years. You know. Like how are you I, still standing? Is I guess my, think, my question. I think somehow, um, both of us drew a lot of strength 
from you and your mother. Mm-hmm. And because Linda was a, was yeah. oh my goodness so yeah. integral, mm-hmm. so integral. Yes, you know the day that Lauren went to the hospital mm-hmm. with Hazel. Linda quit her job and came home and yeah. raised yeah. the children. Yeah, you know, a five-month-old baby. Right. Well, I mean, that's that's <laughs> something. Huge. Yeah, yes. that's something. Yes. And yes. we were we were the mules. <laughs> we would go to the hospital and get the breast milk. Yeah. She would pump it, and we'd drive it back to Linda's yeah. house. Yeah, or to Christie's because yeah. Aaron's yeah. mom too took yeah. half the weeks. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was a, it was, it was in, it was inspiring to see. To see them in action, yeah, because in action, um, they were both dynamos. Yeah, thank you. Dynamo. Yeah. I mean, there's just no other way about it. Yeah. First of all, every time I walked in that room, she looked like a movie star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, "How are you doing it?" And she said, "It was her coping mechanism. Yeah, was not to let herself." Um, well, I learned. I did learn that from you because you used to tell you used to tell me that your struggle is like just the battle of physics. Body in motion stays in motion. Body mm-hmm. at rest stays Absolutely. at rest. And that if you don't get dressed in the morning, you will likely stay in your pajamas all day, all day, mm-hmm. or two days, or, or two, four days, or a and week. And that's my, that's my nature too. Yeah. yeah. And so I think I knew that in this circumstance, there was no way. I could not get ready because if I did, I would never get out of those pajamas. Yeah. I would never be able to get dressed and ready and, and face the day like I could. So I think I learned that from you. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the thing that I'm struggling with now is going, God, like life seems so long now. Mm-hmm. Before it seemed so short because we had such limited time, I thought. But now I go, I, I potentially have another 60 years ahead of me without my daughter and with more pain and more things we may face and I know that you probably felt that way when you lost your your mom or when you faced struggles or when you guys were barely making ends meet but yet you're still here you're still standing you're still positive and hopeful and joyful and I just don't know how you do it those were all natural things that happened to us mm. what happened to you was unnatural right yeah unnatural Lauren yeah. it was natural to to lose a mother. It was natural to go through difficult times financially. Those were all natural things that happened in a lifetime. Yeah. What happened in your lifetime was unnatural. Yeah. That is yeah. not something that that anybody could even try to understand. Right. You know, how do you try to explain to somebody else? You can't. Yeah. And that I think that the the truth all of it is you're never going to get over this, Lori. Yeah, I know that. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get over this. I just want to know how I'm going to still be standing. Because you will. Yeah. Period. Because it's your nature. Yeah. It's your nature. And you're going to manage because that's how you're going to do it. You just know you are. But that emptiness inside of you, yeah. it's going to be there. Yeah. And if it wasn't there, then she wouldn't have been that important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So her importance, I mean, the, the size of the whole has to do with the size of her importance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. <laughs> and you get through each day just the way that you did when she was in treatment with your grandparents and your friends and your family. It just isn't the way we thought it was going to be. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I think only another mother who is facing what you're facing yeah. is going to be able to understand what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I know, but I also just want our listeners to know like that as wonderful as your life 
seems because you exude <laughs> fabulousness and you exude such joy that there have been struggles in your life and that you have been able to somehow pull through and remain connected to your husband, remain connected to your children and and still find moments of joy and, and hope. And I think that that's an inspiring thing for people like me who are struggling to see it. Yes, like you're saying, you know, the things that have happened in my life are unnatural, but I do draw strength from other people who have gone through hard things, no matter if they're... Mm-hmm they're easier or harder than what I've gone through, you know? And like, I look to you so much and I look to grandpa so much for like, just how the two of you have lived life and how the two of you have remained so strong in the midst of some of the really, really hard things. And, you know, I just appreciate that I had people like you in my life to look to. I think being joyful is a choice, Lauren. Yeah. Just like you, your, your choice to get up and put your makeup on in the morning. It's a choice. Yeah, choose joy, people you know? say. Mm-hmm. Well, just, I mean, it's, it almost sounds frivolous. Yeah, it does. But really, if you think about it, it's kind of the truth, you know. Yeah. Choose to be light or choose to be heavy. You know, if you want your life to be lighter, then you think light. Yeah. But like you said, it's, it's like easier said than done. Mm-hmm. All of it's easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah. But we're trying. Mm-hmm. Well, that's but what this podcast is you're, for. You're yeah. still young. You're still young. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. you I think that's what scares me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I still could have another 60 years feeling like this. Yeah. Like, oh, man. You're not going to feel like this yeah. for 60 years. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you didn't have the same practice as other people maybe do when they lose a child also. Like losing, you know, you didn't, haven't, thank goodness, walked through, um, you know, some of the things, losing parents or grandparents. Yes, we hadn't. As early. Yeah. Um, we hadn't had a lot of loss. I mean, we have. Yes. We ha- we've had loss, but not not in the same way. You're right. Right. So it is. It's shocking. It's all, every yeah. bit of it is, is shocking, but it's even more so yeah. when you haven't, you know, yeah. faced. I, I took care of my grandfather when he was dying. And no, that she did hospice just care too. put a different, a different light on death for me. Yeah. Um, but being so new for you, yeah. that's huge too. You have to give yourself grace and all of that yeah and you're doing it <laughs> I'm trying that, yeah you are well I'll tell you one thing you have going for you hmm. <laughs> your children are funny they really are <laughs> they are funny I know. so I mean I, I can just see that they are full of joy they yes. are they, they are. have a lot of joy in them mm-hmm. and um, I like the fact that you nurture it yeah. and that you try to bring it out yeah yeah I think that we're lucky because we have we have a family that actively practices choosing joy all the time yeah and on the days where I can't do it there's somebody else in their life that can Mm -hmm. and they can draw their strength from other people when I can't give it to them and I can draw strength from them or from you or from my mom and my dad and you know I just I feel lucky there's not a lot of families out there like mine and I I feel so blessed to be a part of it. I have felt the same way my whole life, too. Yeah. I always felt like I had that that family. My mother was, yeah. you know. Yeah. Mabel was the best. Yeah. Just the best. She started it all. I know, yeah. but I don't know because I never met her. But I feel uh, like I know her because mm-hmm. of how everything she did has affected our family. Sweet, mm-hmm. soft. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sweet and soft yeah that's mm-hmm. and she saw a lot of hard things in her life she too. did she did but like i said that's that's 
that's the nature of life. Yeah. You know, we, we, we see hard stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry. Mm. Don't be sorry. I'm so glad that he came to give that Coca-Cola. <laughs> I yeah, am me too. too. <laughs> <laughs> and then he didn't give up. I'm glad yes. he's persistent. He doesn't give uh-huh. up. He I doesn't he really give up. T- but uh-huh. see, sometimes can't that be annoying? Yes. Because <laughs> I feel that Very way. Very annoying. <laughs> You're like, come on, just let me give up once. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, you, you were annoying. No, no, you weren't. It wasn't that you were annoying. You are, are annoying. annoying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, we've had a lot of fun. You know, when I think back on my lifetime, yeah. especially my lifetime with him, yeah. there is hardly a thing that we didn't do or a place we didn't go, or people we didn't see or meet. I mean, you know, we've we've met a lot of interesting people in our life. Yes. Some famous and some not so famous. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't change a thing that happened. Well, maybe the Almond Roca. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't change too many things that happened. Yeah. Because they were all building blocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would change what happened last year. Yes. I think that's the one thing we all would agree on. Oh, yeah. But I'm yeah. talking about... Your lifetime. Yeah. Him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You him. wouldn't change the choices you made with staying with him yeah. and no. building a life together. Wouldn't change it. Wouldn't change it. And I don't have one friend that has had as happy a life as I've had. Yeah. Even though... Even though our, crap our 66 happens. years, mm-hmm. I would say we've had about 60 really good strong years yeah and maybe six years of weren't so good yeah yeah but, but we managed in, yeah in the end 60, we managed through them though yeah mm-hmm. and 60 is way more than six mm-hmm. <laughs> way more mm-hmm. <laughs> well i really appreciate you being so open and willing to talk about your life yeah i mean i know you kind of always are with me but i appreciate that you're willing to share it with anyone who's willing to listen to our mm-hmm. podcast and yeah. with Gillian. Oh, I know. I've just loved getting to know you. And I remember um, the first time that we met when we came over to visit. Um, it was you, a Tuesday, I'm sure. It was yeah. a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. And you had the big bag of puzzles and games. And, it's in the car right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember that you, uh, after all of the politeness of introductions and meeting Violet, you asked, now, how are you really doing, Mom? And that meant the world to me because it just, yeah, it just did that someone cared enough to hear the truth. Well, it's because you're a smiling mom. And yeah. what happens with smiling moms yeah. uh-huh. is that people think that you're just automatically smiling. Yeah. And they don't realize that behind it, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that Tuesdays worked out. I'm so glad that Tuesdays worked out. And I'm so glad that Violet has another person to remember Hazel with. And it's just very special. Yeah, me too. Well, Hazel and Lauren have made a huge impact on the world. Yes. (laughs) As you know. Oh, thank you. The two Mm -hmm. of you are, um, yeah, a symbol, Mm -hmm. a symbol. And I don't think that, um, I don't think that your work is anywhere close to reaching where it's going to be. I can see for you that there's going to be something quite extraordinary coming out of all of this. Thank you. You're going to help somebody else. Yeah. That's what I hope. I mean, that's what we hope to do Mm -hmm. with this podcast. Yes. 
we said this from the beginning if we just help one person it's worth it even mm-hmm. if we just help each other yeah it's worth it and we've done that so far and i'm just so thankful yeah. for that um but on that note mm-hmm. we do end our podcast with our grit and giggle for mm-hmm. the most recent time in our life whether it's today or the last week or the last month and um, we always like to ask our guests what their grit and their giggle has been. Mm-hmm. Um, we can give you a minute to think about it. Um, for me, my my grit has been, there's just kind of been a lot of stuff that's happened this week. Some news that's not been so great. I got a cold. Uh, plans didn't work out. You know, just like one of those weeks that just seemed to be a wash mm-hmm. um and I don't like feeling that way and my PTSD was was and depression was really tough last week so I had a hard time getting out of bed and like twice last week I fell asleep before dinner mm-hmm. and slept through the night wow. so I missed dinner twice and then slept till like 10 in the morning I think my body was just like okay you need to like take a minute and mm-hmm. allow your brain to be quiet you know so that that I never liked feeling that way and I do all the things I'm supposed to do to try to move through it, but it's never fun. Yeah. Um, but on on a lighter note, like this week also came with a lot of funny things. And like we on the weekend, we had like a small camp out with some friends okay. in their backyard and we ended up having some really great conversations and we laughed a lot. We stayed up to like two in the morning just talking. Mm, that's awesome. And then when we met you guys yesterday, uh, Gillian and Luis are staying in a hotel um, down here because we're doing this art class. Um, oh, which oh. which our kids are Oopsie missing now. <laughs> Sorry, um, they were supposed to do it at four thirty. Um, anyway, so they came down, and then after the art class yesterday, we went back to their hotel, and and I could see on the look on your face. She was so tired, <laughs> like she just tired. was like defeated by the day. I could tell, yeah. but there were just all these little moments where the kids made us laugh Mm -hmm. or like you and I just walked and she's limping and then she stepped on something on her good (laughs) foot foot. with her good foot (laughs) and it was just one of those like shenanigan type days where as hard as it was and how exhausted we both were and how sick I felt and how Mm -hmm. horrible she felt like we just kind of laughed at the situation and it felt really good to do it whereas if I was home I think I would have just crawled into bed and like just avoided it so I think it was good for me to kind of have that moment of like this is ridiculous. Yes. We tried <laughs> like, to. Why did we think that painting our nails in a hot tub would be a good idea? Yes. Yeah, painting our nails in a hot tub with kids that we told not to get wet, <laughs> and they got they them. don't have bathing suits on. Yes. It was yeah yeah yeah. Our anyway. nail our manicures didn't hold up very well. I know I've got one missing already. Yeah. Anyway, so that I think mm. those two things were were the light in the really kind of tough week that I had. Mm-hmm. So what about yeah. you? Kind of the same. It's been that you know expectations getting me again that we didn't do some huge summer vacation for the kids and it's getting close to school starting again I know, already yep and then we were gonna come down here and I hurt my leg and you know Luis was right because it was a karma thing he was trying to trim a huge oak branch down in the backyard and I kept telling him don't do that that way you're gonna get hurt so I get my camera to document it, and I end up tripping over all of these tree stumps and hurting myself. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. 
Did it, did it give you a hard time? Yes. Oh, he still he is. Won't, yeah, he won't let it go. No, no, it's still hilarious to him. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's very much like yeah. you, actually. So it was... It was, um, I'm glad that everybody was okay. Could have obviously been worse. But it was that thing where it was like, like really? I had these expectations of being mobile. There goes that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be mobile. Right. Right. It's the little things. Yeah. Oh, but also having all of these hilarious things come about you know just the kids in the car their conversations with each other at this point they're hilarious they really are and they're all so much like each other my kids and yours so whenever they pair up once we get here yeah the things they say and do they are they are hilarious yes they They really really are are. (laughs) i know you know i really enjoyed watching that yesterday yeah yeah that was really good all right, Grandma, um, yeah. what about you? My grit is um, somebody I care about a lot uh, is having a little health problem. Mm-hmm. So I've got that kind of on my mind yeah. until we get some tests back that we know more yeah. definitely about. Yeah. My giggle is whenever I want to laugh, I turn on Two and a Half Men. <gasps> oh, yes. <laughs> if you haven't watched Two and a Half Men. It's so good. Is it, is it still on or are you, is it just reruns? Oh, they're reruns. reruns. Oh, okay. Yeah. They've been reruns. Which for... ones do you, do you like the reruns with Charlie Sheen? Charlie yes. Sheen. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, he thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> I laugh so hard. I belly laugh. Yeah. All by myself. It's the best, one. It's I, the best it time is. to do it. Belly laugh. Yeah. So whenever I feel like I need a little uplifting. Yeah. I'll put on a two and a half men. All right, Perfect. so there's there's my thing. Apparently, yeah. I need to put on two and, yes, a, two and a half men. Try uh-huh. two and a half men yeah. sometime. Yeah. I do. I I put on uh, like stand up comedians on mm-hmm. Netflix. Aaron and I watch those together, and we laugh yeah. a lot, yeah. which is fun. We've been watching comedians in, in cars, cars getting, getting coffee, coffee, which oh, is always hard for me to say. Jerry yeah. Seinfeld. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. yeah. uh-huh. And that's been pretty cute. But yeah. Two and a Half Men has been yeah, that for two you. And well, a half maybe men. it doesn't do it for you, but it does it for me. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> oh. yeah. It's been a pleasure to spend oh, this time with the two of you. Too. For Thank you for doing this. it. Yeah. yeah. Really no, I can't it. wait to. Um, yeah, you can't wait to listen to it. I can't yeah. wait to listen. Yeah. See how we did together. All right. Well, I love you and thank you. I love you too, darling.